Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. You know, in my last podcast, I was talking about this strange experience I had encountering what I called the bird god. Some people think of these types of beings as blue avians. Um, And in fact, it's funny because one thing about my story is I mentioned, of course, that I had this bizarro encounter of some kind. And then it blew my mind when I talked to Mobius and found out that he had a very similar experience the same night. And Mobius listened to my podcast and he put this post on Facebook next to the podcast link because he wanted to emphasize the reality of what I told you. And I'm just going to read you part of his post. He said, you minimized some aspects of this story. I am your witness. He says, I saw in the dream that the UFO that looked like it was projecting a holographic bird god image over the ship's surface, but I could tell the ship itself was a non-biological craft. The ship moved over my house in slow motion and was not using any type of traditional propulsion. It did a wide loop and then it came around and hovered over my home. A blue-green illumination bubble came down from the ship. Right in front of me, it then changed into this bird god creature and said pretty much the same greeting as you said you received. It did not have arms, and its mouth did not move. It was telepathic, but felt like speech. I agree with Joshua that everything felt odd in this and not quite like normal reality. It then told me it wanted me to take a message to Joshua, and I said, Nope, I am aware I am asleep and in a dream, and if you are real, then you go tell Joshua Warren your message, as he does not care what I see in my dreams or what I tell him. He's only going to listen to you if you talk to him yourself. The bird god seemed just a tad frustrated, but lowered his head and then turned back into a blue ball of light and went back up into the ship. At that moment, I woke up and was like, Holy Moses, and I slept late. (laughs) So, you know, before I just mentioned that that Mobius had seen this type of, you know, bird-like ship thing fly over his house, he's clarifying here that it went beyond that that he actually had his own encounter with this being. So, what you know, again, what does this mean? Uh, is this just some kind of weird dream phenomenon that is shared by various people around the world and, and has been since the Egyptian days? Or is this something truly, well, objectifiable? Some type of a being that's running around talking to people. I don't know. You know, that's the thing. I just don't know. But I will tell you one thing that's really odd to me, as if this isn't odd already. Um, The being that I saw, unlike some of these pictures I've seen of the supposed blue avians, 
this being did not have human-like arms. It had, it had wings, but the wings were not spread out. The wings were just down against the the body of the bird. And I bring this up because, you know, I was talking to Lauren about this whole situation after I recorded the last podcast, and I was saying, you know, why is it that all so many of these weird creatures have wings? You know, why does, does Mothman have wings? Why do angels, are they depicted with wings and demons depicted with wings? Because, in many cases, they don't appear to actually use their wings the way that a bird uses its wings here. For example, Mothman has been described wonderfully by people uh, there was one lady in particular who got a very good look at him saying that he spread out these enormous bat-like wings right in front of her and then he just ascended straight up into the air without flapping the wings. Now we know that that is physically impossible um, you know, birds birds have to flap their wings to get going, right? Insects have to flap their wings to get going. So if Mothman, for example, can just spread his wings out and then ascend, then you wonder, well, why does he have wings to begin with? Because he, he clearly is not using them to, to, to flap around and fly with. And then you realize, well, the only explanation for this must be that Mothman needs wings sometimes. Wherever he's from, he needs those wings. But he doesn't need them here. Um, same, same goes for, you know, the bird god, I guess, uh, and, and angels and demons, perhaps. I mean, all these, these, these creatures... Unless they're just appearing however they want to appear and they just think wings look cool. Um, and so we were, we were talking about this idea, you know, and it's for the sake of example, let's stay fixated on, on Mothman here. Like, okay, Mothman has wings, but he's not using them here. So he must need them somewhere. So it's almost like Mothman is similar to Superman. That Superman doesn't have superhuman powers on his planet, Krypton. Which actually, if you're going to be real technically geeky about this, Krypton doesn't exist anymore because it was blown up. But point is, on Superman's home planet, he's not Superman. He's just like everybody else because he's he's adapted to that planet and its gravitational field and all the little idiosyncrasies of that environment and ecosystem. But here on Earth, he's Superman because he is uh, a guy who was fashioned on this other in, in this other environment. And so, in this environment, 
holy cow, he is super strong and he can defy gravity and float around and fly around and all that. I still am not sure why he wears his underwear on the outside of his pants. I think I've even looked that up before and I can't remember the explanation. That's I don't I don't know maybe that's the, the the key maybe that's the key to the power that is so secretive that even he doesn't ever talk about it. Why does he have the cape? I mean, I I think that was like the blanket he was wrapped in. So we're talking about and and I and, and before that you know, that might sound too confusing. When he was sent here as a baby, you know, and so he had to be wrapped in some kind of a swaddling so anyway uh so superman he has power here that he wouldn't have in his hometown uh home planet town and so maybe a lot of these creatures are um confusing to us because we say like why do they have these features that they don't appear to use well i guess because they're using them somewhere but the more we talked about this the more we got off track and the more I started saying, you know, the whole Superman thing is bizarro in and of itself. And it's especially fitting for this topic to come up as we get closer to April 1st, April Fool's Day, which also just so happens to be Easter this year. Um, And that's because... Superman, when I was growing up, was always my favorite superhero. Uh, I doubt that's a very original thing. I think a lot of people, a lot of young young men would say Superman was their favorite superhero. Now that I'm older, I like Batman more because uh, I can relate more to Batman. But Superman... Um, Superman was always fascinating because I found out as I got older and older that Superman is associated with tragedy in terms of the people who actually get involved in producing Superman material, especially the movies. There is such a thing as the Superman curse. And this relates to April 1st because there is this whole like field of research out there about how that um, certain names, dates, numbers happen to unfortunately resonate with the frequency that we would consider bad luck. And one of those bad luck names is the name Reeve or Reeves. Because you may or may not realize that the first person to ever play Superman on the screen was George Reeve. And, uh, George, I'm sorry, George Reeves. See, th- this is why you have to be careful when you're talking about this, because the only difference is an S here between Reeve and Reeves. George Reeves, um, he played Superman on television. And uh, he ended up in this big Hollywood controversy where he supposedly committed suicide. A lot of people to this day believe he was murdered, but he came to a tragic end. And then we have Christopher Reeve, 
who made Superman super famous in the movies, and surely you know how Christopher Reeve ended up. Uh, you know, here 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 we have the the pinnacle of strength and health. You know, this big strapping man who has all this charisma and seems to have you know everything in the world at his disposal and uh ends up getting thrown off a horse and paralyzed from uh, the neck down and uh and dies at an early age very very sad so right off the bat it's it's kind of ironic that the two people who were, were the first people to really portray superman on screen uh were both both named reeve or reeves then of course we have uh, Marlon Brando, who was in the Superman movie playing Superman's dad. And I'm talking like the original Superman movie from 1978. Um, he had a lot of tragedy in his life. Um, his his son, um, I guess, committed suicide. Uh, Margot Kidder, who played Lois Lane. And I'm looking down this list right now. Uh she just really had a hard time mentally later in life. I mean, she just, she lost it. She lost her mind, and best I recall, somebody found her, like, hanging out in the bushes of their backyard, and she has some kind of intense mental problem. Um, oh, yeah, Dana Reeve, Christopher Reeve's wife, you know, after he died... She died of lung cancer at the age of 44, and she was a non-smoker. I mean, you, and, and then you, you go down the list, you know, like Richard Pryor was in one of the Christopher Reeve movies, and, you know, he was, he went downhill very quickly, and, uh, now granted, he was uh, a drug addict, but he he got multiple sclerosis, and, and he died at 65, and, there's just so many examples of this. But here's, to, to me, here's like the clincher, all right? I remember one day I was sitting down, I was reading about this, the so-called Superman curse. And I thought to myself, you know, in the, in the 1978 Superman movie, which is one of my favorite movies, the one with Christopher Reeve and Marlon Brando and all that, it starts out with them taking a little baby Superman and putting baby Superman into a probe that they send to Earth just before his native planet, Krypton, explodes. And so I, wonder, I wondered, uh, who, is, who is the little baby? You know, who played the little baby? That little baby was played actually by uh, an actor from England. <laughs> I say actor. Oh. Does, I guess that baby is an actor. Are you an actor even if you're a baby? Guess so. Never thought about that one before. That's a brand new thought. So anyway, the baby who was representing Superman was uh, actually uh, an Englishman, <laughs> an English baby named Lee Quigley. Lee Quigley. 
And in 1991, when Lee Quigley was 14 years old, he supposedly was being teased in a schoolyard and he hoofed some air freshener. You know what hoofing is? Like people take aerosol cans sometimes and they... Oh, I, they squirted up their nose, or they, or they. I don't know. I, I, I've never actually done this, but uh, I know it's a thing. You, you inhale the gas in the aerosol can, and it gives you a buzz. And, uh, but it's dangerous because what it's really doing is it's going in there and it's killing brain cells and stuff. So supposedly, at the age of fourteen, this kid who played the baby Superman hoofed an aerosol, basically, and died. Can you believe that? I mean, even baby Superman actor died. I could go on and on. I really could. At some point, you should just go on to uh, Google and just type in Superman curse, and you'll find all kinds of details. Lots more names, lots more incidents. It's pretty messed up. It really is. Um, so, as we get closer to April 1st, I think I'm going to talk a little bit more about this sort of thing. Or maybe I'll just wait until April 1st, April Fool's Day, because, uh, again, I do believe that there are certain uh, times, dates, names that are associated with bad luck. This actually kind of ties in with uh, an interesting article that my friend and fellow writer Marla Hardy Milling wrote about in an article that I'm going to be reading to you soon in an upcoming podcast where she was also talking about um, signs and symbols and how they relate to certain aspects of life. But, uh, you know, I... I think that a lot of these things that we invent from a fictional point of view, they really are projections of the psyche. And you might ask yourself, well, why in the world would there be a Superman curse? Well, it could be because that, well, Superman is supposed to be the perfect guy, right? And so we just are like, ah, screw that. You know, everybody's always trying to tear down the perfect guy doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter if you're Jesus or Hitler there's always somebody out there trying to tear you down right um but it could have more of a curse orientation because the guys who came up with superman were very young i i don't have the info right in front of me but i think they were practically teenagers when they invented him it, it may be in the early 20s and uh, they kind of got ripped off. Um, I mean, they, they came up with what is arguably the, the greatest uh, superhero of all time and, um, and never felt that they were given their just dues. They, they didn't get a proper amount of money. They were barely even credited, and they had a lot of, um, of negativity that they associated with their creation, which is unfortunate. But uh, so you could say that the curse began with them, that they cursed their own creation. It's almost like 
a tulpa, isn't it? You know, it's like you create a tulpa and you're unhappy with the tulpa and so you create another tulpa and, you know, this is... Or, or let me put it this way, maybe you adjust the tulpa that you've created. Like you created a tulpa that's wonderful and positive and then you don't like what happens and so you adjust the tulpa and you're like, yeah, screw this thing. And... Um, this is a very, very interesting and bizarro topic, by the way. I mean, you, you could write a whole book just about what I'm talking about right now. And hopefully this is making some sense. But I only have so much time to dig into these topics. And so we've gone now from the bird god to why winged beings that are interdimensional may not move their wings even though they are here maybe they need them somewhere else and how that also might relate to the superman concept oh and by the way the superman concept is pretty odd because blah 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 and april fool's day is coming up and so so you know <laughs> i'm i'm going through a lot of stuff here at blinding speed but what's new right um and I want you also to realize that, uh, you know, I'm always telling anybody who listens to this podcast to go to my website. And sometimes I get emails from people who go to my website, joshuapwarren.com, and they click around and they go to the curiosity shop and all and And they find some product that I've created or offered at some point in the past that is out of stock. And they say, oh, well, that's ridiculous. When I want that. And I want uh, you to you understand, now, I'm not Walmart here. You know, A lot of the things that I offer are very rare things that are available or created on a limited basis. So if you go to my website and you start clicking around and you find some kind of uh, product that you want that's not in stock and you say, but I want that. Well, I'm not going to necessarily have the ability to sit down and create something just for you. Um, so please understand that. And in fact, uh, if you find a product that you would like that is out of stock, it's totally cool to email me and tell me you'd like to be put on a waiting list if I ever create that product again or if uh, I have it back in stock or whatever. And I will, I'll keep your name and your email and I will let you know when it's back. Um, but, uh, you know, you're going to find things at joshuapwarren.com that you're just not going to find anywhere else in the world. That's all there is to it. Totally unique stuff. Just click the Curiosity Shop link there. And uh, the people who are going to be joining me in Las Vegas this May, these are people who are chosen to be there. These are people who <sighs> destiny has led there. If you think that you might be one of those people, then you better act. You better act right now because it's the same kind of thing. You know, it's like I know the day that we sell our last ticket, I'm going to get emails from people saying, oh, come on, can you just add one more? No, I can't. I cannot do that. 
It's for 100 people, 100 people only. We're not at 100 people yet, but we are going to get there very soon. So I'm telling you, uh, this is this is your opportunity. All right, It's going to be here before you know it. Go to joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P. Go to joshuapwarren.com and click the link at the top there to learn about the event in Las Vegas where you get to party with me for three days. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to play with some UFO crash debris. You're going to get to meet Colonel John Alexander, uh, one of the men who stares at goats. You are going to get to do exercises that will change your life, and and we're going to win some money in Vegas. How can you go wrong with that? All that is at joshuapwarren.com. Uh, this podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short. It's always free. And you can subscribe through the website or just follow me on Twitter, and I will tweet when a new one is available. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.